Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Good afternoon and welcome to the church service of Refuge from the Storm Church on this, the third Saturday in May, May the 20th, 2000. 23. I am your worship leader and pastor of the church, Dr. Millicent Black. I will be stepping in for Elder Carolyn Cunningham, who has a family emergency. This afternoon, our ministry team will be that of Brother Bob Pierce, our Zoom moderator. The opening song will be of recorded music. I will be doing the invocation, followed by Ministry of Music again. The altar prayer will also be done by I, your humble servant, as will be the invitation to giving and the offering prayer. Our priest word this afternoon is coming from Pastors Terrence and Pamela Wilson. Pastors of Jesus Christ Died for You Church in Atlanta, Georgia. Our invitation to discipleship will be given by Sister Greta Ayers. And I, your humble servant, will come back with the announcements. Our closing song will be recorded music, followed by remarks and benediction coming from our guests this afternoon and our, our uh, ministry team pastors, Terrence and Pamela Wilson. We pray that this afternoon you will be blessed by the contents of the service and we will start our service off by a recorded song. Amen. Amen. God gives us strength Amen. like no other source. There's no other source of strength that's greater in our lives. And praise God that we can know him and understand where we are and understand who we belong to. Amen. Praise the Lord. So thank you for having us here today again. And it's always our pleasure to be with the Refuge from the Storm family. And um, we're just delighted again. Thank you, Pastor Millicent, for just continuing not only to be a pastor and a leader, but a friend, personal friend of ours. And somebody that I talk to often about different things and just really value her opinion. So I want to just introduce my pastor, Terrence Wilson, who you all know. And um, I just want to thank you, dear, for just thank continuing you. to thank do you. the work of the Lord for Amen. being in God's army. Amen. So what are we talking about today? Good evening. I'd like to say hi. good evening to my wife of 22 years and co-pastor Jesus Christ of you, Pam Wilson. i also like to thank Reverend Black as Pam was second on. I'll co-labor in Christ. I'd like to pray for Sister Carolyn Elder, uh, because Sister Carolyn's husband, Mr. Andrew, we want to pray for him and lift him up in prayer. It's also a blessing to have Brother Bob back. We have been lifting him up in our prayers. We know that no weapon form against your prosper. We know he healed by his stripes. But we thank you. We thank each and every one of y'all, because er each and every one of y'all 
Uh, we are doing, we're part of the Great Commission doing a great work. You may not understand what's going on, but when you are in Christ and you spend time in his word, you'll find out what's going on. We titled this today, Understanding the Violence that is going on today. We, we're not, you know, a lot of people say, well, when is this going to end? We're not going back to the new, we're not, we, we'll, we'll just wait and see. But let's go right here. Every day, the news has a new violence is the topic of the story. It is increasing every year. I mean, you turn on the news, the first thing you hear is massive shooting, breaking news. This is what you hear right now. And I'll go from there, right there. So in 2014, there were 263 mass shootings for the whole year. That's in 2014. It's increasing. We've exceeded the, that number even just in the first five months of this year. There have been 272 mass shootings in 2023 alone. That's an average of two mass shootings a day. There was even one today in Los Angeles where four people were killed. May 20th today, four people were killed. So we're just realizing this, and we know that that number doesn't even count the numbers of thousands of single-person shootings, not mass shootings, but just single one-on-one -on -one shootings. So the violence is an important thing. And, you know, so before I go to the next point right now, we have not even, and they say the average murder rate goes up as it gets hotter. We have not even got into summer yet, and we already at these numbers. So let's go ahead. It doesn't even count the thousands of single people who have been shot. Okay, and the most important question, though, that people are asking is why? Why the increase? Why the violence? Not just in gun violence, but why the increase of people using bats, cars, knives? I mean, the guy that just got sentenced or something that, that stabbed the students, remember that? Yes. There's yes. all kinds of uh, things that people can use. So this is not just a gun issue. Um, guns are an important part of it, but it's not the only thing. This is a demonic spirit. Mm -hmm. And the world tries to rationalize the reasons by citing some, some things. They're saying things like, they're saying that more guns are available. They're saying that it's social distress and social unrest. They're talking about isolation. But we know the real reason because it's in the Bible. And you know, also too, a lot of people, they go to church, but they don't spend time trying to figure out. Jesus said, they, the disciples came to him in what Matthew chapter 24 and 2. Say, when will these things take place? What he talked about is the violence will be as in the day of Noah. And if you go to Genesis chapter 6, 5, and 13, it speaks of the time when the earth was filled with violence. And though, and this, these were in the days of Noah. Okay, and I'll read that. It says, starting in chapter 5, Genesis 6, Then the Lord saw that wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continuously. And the Lord was sorry he had made man on the earth, and he grieved in his heart. So the Lord said, I will destroy a uh, man who I've created on the face of the earth, both man and beast and creeping things and birds from the air. For I am sorry that I made them. And going down to verse 13, it says, and God said to Noah, the end of all flesh has come before me. The earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy the earth. Now, back in Noah's time, I'm pretty sure they didn't have semi-automatic weapons. But how, how was it? What well, was it well, people, they were using spears, swords, and knives, sharp objects. Right now, as right now, I understand that all these politicians said we need more legislation, more restrictions. Okay, that's nice. You could put every restriction on the book, but that didn't stop the man that ran that Home Depot book, uh, truck in killing people in New York City because people would use them 
They'll, you got people, you know, like I said, people, people, they were also killing and using people as human sacrifice. Yeah, back in Noah's it's time, so they did things life. like setting babies on fire and using right, them for lanterns. Right. They were burning babies alive. They were burning human beings alive and putting them on sticks. Uh, mm -hmm. But the one that had them in And the also, heart. as me and Pamela, who's on vacation in Cozumel, they took us on, we took a tour over there. And I kind of regret even going over there, but this it was a temple where they used human sacrifice. I didn't realize that until we got there. And I said, you know, the world is really in a real crazy place right now. But for those who are in Christ Jesus, we are in the ark of safety. Jesus told us that these things were going to happen before they come to pass. He told us these things will come to pass. And so when you look at Noah, okay, you look at all the horrible things that were going on back then, human sacrifices, killing children, all this stuff. I'm pretty sure they didn't have mass shootings and I'm pretty sure they didn't have semi-automatic weapons that could take out many people at the same time. And that's happening over and over again. So if that error was bad enough for God to destroy the earth, what do you think he's doing now? If he was weeping then, he has to be well and weeping a lot right now. And Jesus even said in the in when you fast forward to the New Testament that the end times would be as the days of Noah. That that is what it looks like today. Okay, but that includes not only violence, but immorality and debauchery, sexual perversion, and all kind of things that were displeasing in the sight of God. And you can look up a list of those in Romans chapter one through that whole chapter. It talks about that. And God handed them over to an abased mind, a reprobate mind to do the things that were unclean and unfruitful in his sight. So he handed them over to the, the burning lust and desires in their heart. A lot of people protesting, my right, my choice. Go ahead, go right ahead. But you're not a Christian when you live in that way. And you won't get into heaven that way because that's not what the Bible says. You can march and protest. But one thing about you, it ain't going to get you in the kingdom of God. The only one, the Bible say, he that denies himself and pick up his cross every day to follow Christ. Now, some of us may have some temptations. That's not a problem. God said, greater is he that's in me than is in me that's in the word. But also remember this too. The census at that time, the population had to be much smaller at that time. Can you imagine right now they're saying the census is that we got 7 billion people on the earth. We got more people on the earth right now today than we've ever had at one particular time. So this, that, like Pamela said, and I don't, I don't know. He's probably, he's probably weeping, wailing, and everything else because of the things God is seeing is, you know, is coming to fruition. But the sad thing is that about this. A lot of people say, "What's going on? We'll pass some more laws, and that's going to." Let me tell you something. That's not going to end it. Okay. So, like Terrence said, greater is He that is in me than he that is in the world. We're in Christ, they're in the world. Greater is he that is in us because we're in Christ than he that is in the world. They don't have Christ, we have Christ. And so the violence on all sides is increasing. Now, second, and Paul talked about the end times. He also foreshadowed perilous times in the last days. And I'll read that, second Timothy chapter three, and I'll start at verse one. But know this, in the last days, perilous times will come for men will be uh, lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, 
despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pressure rather than lovers of God, having let's see, lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. So this is what we're seeing. There, you got to be all these things to take up, pick up a gun and, and, and shoot a bunch of people and children. Unforgiving, unloving, without self-control, brooder, despise the good, love is pleasure. They want to do what they want to do without self-control. This is all a description of people, not only that do murder or commit violent acts, but people that do horrible, immoral acts and think that they're okay. People that champion things that they know, well, they may not know, but that God definitely is just as approves of. There's an increase, not only in just violence and other things like that, but there's an increase of just plain old confusion in this world today. I mean, when you look at the world today, you know that this world, there's something different about this world than has been before, right? And you know, yes. And also too, it also states, if you, if you look at Genesis, that the people killed one of they, their imagination became every thought was wicked, every thought was evil continuously. That they killed people and thought nothing about it. You understand what I'm saying? They killed people. They were basically became psychopaths and unsensitive. They were completely separated from God in every way. And also, if you look at if you search the New Old Testament, it talks about everybody did what was right in their own eyes. Mm -hmm. So they, they didn't want God's ways. There was only one person decided to stick with the tradition that God had set out before man. That was only one person, Noah, his wife, his three sons, and his three and their three daughter-in-laws. They had decided to stick and stand on the word of God. Everybody else changed with the culture. Mm -hmm. They yeah. went along with get along to get along. Let's just let's all just be all inclusive. Let's let's make it all together. Throw it in one pot. And all God says, when you take anything that goes to any minister, any bishop, when you take my word out of context, know that it, you you done you done brought in the door of confusion and chaos. And, and the sad thing, they don't not only do they want to do these things, but Romans chapter one said they there are others that give their approval to do these things. Mm -hmm. And the other the, here's the other thing. They want to pass laws that justify doing these terrible things. And they're saying to themselves, if they pass the law through the Senate and they give it approved, this is not a sin. Only God said, and then a lot of people say, well, there ain't no God. We ain't heard from him in a long time. Let me tell you something. All God got to say right now is enough. It's time to come back right now. And we're going to talk a little bit about that as we go further down the route. And also, too, notice the amount of, of confusion that goes with this that's attached god said you know what word watch the confusion that i bring upon the whole earth and when you talk about noah god saw that there was people that still stood with him and that was noah and his family they were standing with god they believed what god told them to do they were ridiculed and tell how he preached for so many years noah preached years. now a lot of people don't realize this at that time in the in that generation, the people lived for hundreds of years because God slowed down the chronological aging process. What do you mean, Pastor? Let me tell you this. Do y'all remember the DVDs that we used to have? The VHS, not the DVDs. You could set it to tape for one hour, or you could set it to tape for four hours, or six hours, or eight hours. It had an expansion added to it. The VHS when they first came out. But let me tell you this right now. 
after God said, after the flood of Noah, he limited man's years to 120 because he knew the hearts and the wickedness of people. Because the thing is, if you're not anchored and rooted in Christ, if you do not, if you don't deny yourself day after day and pick up your cross, you will fall, be susceptible to any kind of fall in these last days. But a lot of people say, where is God? God is sitting on the throne saying, I'm letting all this play out. I'm letting the enemy have his time because his time is short. So the devil, all he's doing is increasing the attack right now. But you got a lot of people that go to church, but they don't know what's going on. They're like, Marvin Gaye, what's going on? You don't run because you're not spending time reading your word. You, there a lot of people spending more time watching these silly shows that are not making no sense, filling their minds up with foolishness. But if they if they stand and they put their mind in Isaiah, the book I said, you keep your mind stayed on me, I'm going to keep you at perfect peace. What did Jesus tell the disciples when they were on the Sea of Capernaum? One thing, well, the problem was Jesus was resting at the stern of the ship. The disciples were in fear because their mind was not on the Lord. Oh, even though they were walking with the Lord, their mind was not on the Lord. Their mind was on what was going on so much in the world that they wouldn't focus on God. But when they went and got the one who stopped the storm, he told them, oh, ye a little faith. But I noticed one thing when he spoke, he said, peace be still. They said, what manner of man is this, that even the winds and the storms and the sea obey his command? Jesus is about to return. Amen. Now, the disciples, they came to him on the Mount of Olives in verse 29 of 24. I believe chapter verse 24 and 2. They said, Master, tell us when will these things be? Jesus said, you'll know the seasons, not today, but be ready yes. when I come back. Because when I come back, it may be in the middle of the Super Bowl. It may be in the middle of the Olympics. It could be in the middle of the Oscars. But when I come back, he said, I come back not as a thief, but as a thief in the night, which I can come back in a moment of a twinkling of an eye right now. We're there right now. My grandmother, great grandmother used to say we're in the last years. My grandmother said we're in the last days. I believe, according to heaven time, we're in the last hours right now. So if you have not given your life to Christ, I beseech you and I plead with you, give your life to Jesus Christ. Because don't use Jesus as an escape route, but use him and don't use him at all, but come to him as you are and say, Lord, I need you right now. Because I'm going to tell you something, we got some, this is just the beginning of what's going to come. And I'm going to share something else about you that I had some dreams about what was going to happen in the last days. I don't know when it's going to happen, but this is probably the season that Jesus Amen. talked about. Amen. Amen. And see, when Noah, he's doing like what we're doing. I mean, people, sometimes they receive what we say. Sometimes they say, well, we don't want to hear that. That's something that we don't need to worry about right now. That's what they said in Noah's time. They were like, we don't need to worry about any boat. We don't see any rain. They were sitting there making fun of him, laughing, telling him, get out of here. Don't invite Noah to preach at our church anymore because all he talks about is that flood. Don't ask him to say anything because he's just going to keep talking about that flood. And Noah said, I'm going to keep saying what the Lord has told me to say. He did just like John the Baptist. John the Baptist preached. Noah preached and said, listen, please listen to me. The flood is coming. The flood is coming. Nobody listened. We saw a couple of shows, and I know that the Bible is not like fiction, but I just want to talk about this particular thing because I think it's a true Well, no, this one was a true story. We saw this, I believe it was like the Twilight Zone or One Step Beyond. This man 
God had apparently given him a prophetic vision of the earthquake in San Francisco. And he kept saying, everybody, listen, he would see these visions of this earthquake. And he would say, please, everyone, please leave this hotel. Leave, let's get out of this town. And he kept doing it. And they said he was crazy, just like they did Noah. He said, please, he went to the newspaper. They said he was crazy again. And they put him in, they put him in jail or something. And then he kept telling people, please, but one little Catholic couple, they were an elderly couple. They said, well, you know what? We believe him. So we're going to go up there because they had the rosary and they believe. They said, we're going to go up on the top of the hill out of the city of, of, of San Francisco. And we'll just, you know, stay up there. It was their honeymoon. And do you know how kind of faith that would take? They didn't look like they were rich people. They probably were poor people. They spent a lot of money probably getting that little money to go to that nice hotel because it's a very nice hotel. So they probably spent a lot of money doing that. But for them to have faith in somebody that is a prophet of God, and apparently they had some kind of connection with the Lord too because they, they bore witness that this man wasn't making this up. They went on the top of the hill. Well, guess what happened? The earthquake. And that earthquake took place in 1906. That was a great earthquake that destroyed a lot of parts of San Francisco. That was the worst earthquake they had in the 20th century, I believe, the worst one they had. And another one is due at any time. But as Pamela said right now, as Pastor Pamela just said right now, all of us on here, ministers, ministering the gospel, no matter what capacity you're using, we got to be like Noah in these last days. Noah, as I was, Pamela told, we were talking about earlier, Noah preached for 120 years. And the people, they laughed and they threw beer in his face. They threw wine. They spit in his face. The and all he, he told them to get down on their knees and beg, yep. ask God for forgiveness, Same. repent. And they laughed and said, that old crazy man. But they went on back to their own sinful ways. But then all of a sudden in Acts, Genesis chapter 7, it says God saw Noah. had did He complete, He worked on the ark, him and his sons. And they laughed at them from sun up to sundown. They laughed and mocked hmm. them. But they didn't see the storms that was yep. coming, the gathering clouds that was going to take place. You know, when you see a storm, the clouds get darker and darker, and all of a sudden it starts getting out of control. And, and here they go from category one, two, to three, four, and five. But let me tell you this right now, okay? Praise God. Noah said, you know what? God gave me a commission, and I'm going to do it regardless of how ignorant and stupid I look before a man. Amen. I'm not trying to be a man pleaser. I am going to please God, and I'm going to walk with the Lord. All over. And Noah in number seven. Now, when Noah finished the ark, remember, they, they ministered by evening and worked at night or worked by day or vice versa. But in whatever way it was, he, he ministered and worked. And so... When the time had come in Genesis chapter five, God told Noah, God said, he said, come into the ark. Well, thou hast, thou hast, I see righteous before me. And only him, his wife, his three sons and their daughters came into the ark. While they were laughing and getting drunk and yep. committing all kinds of sinful acts and immorality, guess what happened? The flood came. Oh, they ran to the ark and they knocked on the ark. But yep. guess what? God locked the door because he know Noah had a good heart and would have opened the door and everybody had been killed. And all they, they didn't run because they wanted to, because they wanted to give their life to Christ. They ran there because they wanted they saw their lives coming to an end. But then what happened? It did come to an end. The Bible said the flood carried them all the way down the stream. And then when they, and they were gone. And so Noah, as he tarried on the water with his family for 40 days and 40 nights, by the ark, he took the ark by faith, the saving of the household of Israel. 
And God blessed him and was pleased with his faith, the Bible said, that he even put a rainbow in the cloud, which they perverse today, to show that he, he, he remembered his covenant that he made with Noah. And that has even been perverted to this day. The rainbow in the cloud. Amen. That, that's been perverted. And you know, the thing when you think about Noah and you think about Noah and his family being understanding and hearing and tuning their ears in and hearkening to the voice of the Lord. They did that. The rest of the people did not do that. Now, let's look at another story very similar to that. Um, it's Matthew 25. You all know this story. The parable of the bridegrooms and virgins. I'll start reading at verse one. Then the kingdom shall, of heaven shall be like the ten virgins which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were wise and five of them were foolish. The foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels and with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at the midnight, the cry was made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go out and meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us your oil, for our lamps have gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you. But you rather go to, uh, to them that sell and buy it for yourself. So while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they were all, those who were ready went with him. The to the marriage, and the door was shut. Afterwards came the other virgin, saying, Lord, open to us. But he answered, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Watch therefore, verse 13, for you know neither the day or the hour the Son of Man cometh. Now, how about them knocking on that door, just like the people did when Noah shut the door of the ark? I mean, this is not rocket science. God is saying this over and over again. Mm -hmm. He's showing us situation after situation where people that believe God crying out to the other ones and they didn't i mean their ark was the ark of safety what's the ark today the ark of safety is believing in the word of god looking for the, the the return of the lord jesus christ remember the word of god says in the book of hebrews he's coming for those who eagerly looking Wait. for him eagerly awaiting yeah. for him, eagerly looking for him i don't know if that means that you'll not go if you're not eagerly awaiting i i don't know how that separation takes place but all i know is me and my husband here, we're you know, we eagerly, daily yeah. saying this. Is, every time the thunderstorms, we're like, is this yeah. it? Okay, this is we're it. Ready. Yes. we yeah. keep our house in a certain order because if we leave this house, I said, we might not come back here. It might be the rapture. Amen. So we always make it back that way. And so the ark today is not a physical boat like it was in Noah's time. However, there is a place of safety. What is it? It is. It's the body of Christ. To be a born again believer right now. And I'm gonna tell you something. I'm gonna um um I'm gonna elaborate on what Pamela just said. I had a dream one time not too long ago, and I, I'm gonna show you how uh, strange because when you have these dreams, sometimes if you have the same dream twice or three times, that means if it's from God, it's soon to come to pass. When you have that many dreams, the same context of dream like that. Let me tell you what I'm talking about. I went to sleep one night. I went to bed. I remember I had fell asleep reading my scriptures. I cut off the light and went to sleep that night, heavy thinking about the Lord that night. And the Lord showed me I was in, we was like in Atlanta. The violence was somewhere. It was me and my wife. I remember right before he had looked at he was coming back from this particular time. And the violence was so bad that I remember the person on the other side of me picked up a phone and it was cars and the street was on fire. It was mobs of people just going from place to place, robbing, looting, killing, stealing. And I remember it was a person out there. They had called, they had found the phone and called the police. 
And they called them and said, please send the police. They said on the other line, we don't have nobody. We, everybody's friends, everybody fled. Then they called the National Guard and they said, we don't have nobody. You go, you all, you on your own, basically, that's what they said. Because the violence became so subdued, there was not enough police, there was not enough National Guard. And the problem was, we won't be here. See, that was just a form God was selling in a dream that this is how bad it's going to be. I'm not going to say we're going to be here because remember, Jesus is coming back. And when he comes back to get the church in Revelation chapter 4, 1, when he snatched the church away, not only is the church going to be gone, but the Holy Spirit is going to be gone. So you so think the earth is going to be gone, but the Holy Spirit is holding. When the Holy Spirit is not here to hold huh. back, the worst the of restraint it. About it. Oh, mm. this is the part. Mm. All the shootings every week, mm. and this is literally every week. It'll be chaos and but like never times imagine. Huh. And you we're saying imagine. we're like yes, sitting sir. here like John the Baptist, and we're like yeah. sitting here like Noah. Ryan. We're like, please listen to yes. us. Tell yes. somebody. Tell other people. Even another movie we saw that was kind of fiction. This guy he had seen a vision of Pearl Harbor, and he was telling people, "Oh, please don't go on that ship. Don't go there." And, and they just, they beat him up. Remember? Yeah, they yeah I remember. Up. I remember. They beat him up and they threw him out of the bar because he was at, like, the soldiers were going to, um, sellers rather, were getting ready to go get on uh, that those ships that were going to get sunk. And he kept saying, please don't do it, please. And they thought he was crazy. And it's the same thing. He knew, he saw something. And we're saying, like John the Baptist, they said, who are you? He said, I'm a voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight a path for the Lord to come we're saying, please listen to the Lord. Yeah. This yeah. violence, if you don't, if you're not convinced, like the world, they they want to go go along. There's a confusion. There's all this stuff that keeps coming. Mm -hmm. And as Christians, we should have seen this all this stuff coming. But the world, they started paying a little bit of attention when when uh when when COVID happened. But most of them were even blindsided by COVID. But we weren't because we know that one of the things is pestilences, not mm. pestilence, not one. They were blindsided when COVID showed up. Okay. They thought, oh, well, how did this, how could this happen to shut the whole world down? And since then, some people have even been hoping, and even Christians praying, oh Lord, take away the violence. He's not gonna do it. He already, mm -hmm. you can pray to your tongue fall out. The not. violence has already been prophesied. He already said it was gonna happen. He said it would be as the days of Noah. Unless he lied. I hate to say this, but you can you can stop praying that because yeah. it's gonna get worse than it is, even is today. It might be one a, a day, not one a week. And so people have been praying these things, but it's not true. They're praying, oh, well, it's not bad. It's not going to be that bad. This is going to pass. This has happened before, and it always went away, and we're going to get back to normal. But guess what? We got news for them and everybody within the sound of our voice, and I'm going to share what I'm saying about normal. Normal isn't coming back. Coming back. Jesus is. Amen. Do you see that screen on there? If you can all see that, that is out. a t-shirt that I just recently ordered in which I'm going to wear. I'm going to the gym in that because people keep hoping for normal. They keep thinking it's going to be normal. And the reason why it's not going to go back to normal, because the world has become so rebellious and chaotic against the will of God, that God is not going to allow them to go back to be in normal and sin again. So God is, a, and, uh, and here's the other thing. A lot of people don't realize the pandemic, even though it's dying down, they another one could be here, they say within four or five years. Mm -hmm. You could have another, maybe two or three at the same time. You saw how one shut down the earth. One shut down the earth. The next one they're predicting is possible the next five years. 
We don't have a we don't we don't have no defense against that right now. Mm. We have nothing to prepare. We don't have enough hospital beds right now. We don't have enough emergency rooms right now. We don't have enough EMS service. We don't have enough people to work in the hospital, enough nurses right now. We are really in a horrible situation right now. But yet what I cannot understand is why are we taking in all these millions of people from somewhere else when we don't even have enough to take care of our own and right enough here? money. We're it a deficit. No What's the deficit right It's now? all right. The deficit is almost $33 trillion. And we, right now, President Biden, I'm praying for him. He's got to give out more aid to Ukraine, too. And they said to even re re rebuild that country, you're talking about two more trillion dollars going to have to go on in. This war is nowhere in, in at sight right now. So the world so, does not know, have the yeah. resources to yeah. do anything yeah. to bring back any sense of moral yeah. normality yeah. as people define it. Like maybe back 50, 60, 70, even before COVID, we were pretty much uh, living a life that we could go and get care and think yeah. that we could be well and that's it. And then when COVID hit, we were like, what? What's this? Yeah. So the normal that you think, whatever you thought normal was going to be, it's not coming back. Jesus is. And the thing about it is that it's not that God, uh, God know that if he allow it to come back, people, they're, they're going to forget about him. They'll, they, they were lined up when 9-11 happened. They, the churches were full. And when they went to church, the churches were filled. They told me in New York City, the churches were filled. People were lined up outside to get in because they were afraid because they saw their lives could be taken away from them. You know what I'm saying? So now God is not gonna allow, He's not gonna allow them to get complacent in sin again. Uh-uh. He's he's gonna keep shaking it up. Let me let me share a little something with you that I found out in when we was in Rome. Let me and right a year before the pandemic happened, which Rome lost thousands of people were dying by the day in Rome because they didn't have enough room for all the people that were dying there. But about if you go from, from Rome to the coast, I would say about a hundred miles from there to where Mount Lascivious took place. Mount Lascivious, it was the village called Herculaneum, and Pompeii was destroyed by a volcano. And one day, that whole, those beautiful two cities were gone. They're there now, as you can see, where's the evidence? Go over there now, you can see the bodies, the outlines of the bodies on the ground right now. And God, I don't know, was it judgment? I don't know, but this happened around the time of Apostle Paul, was preaching the gospel. A horrible volcano destroyed two cities, wiped them out just like that. These were two beautiful cities where people in Rome had second homes that they would go to from Rome there in the summertime to stay cool. Because remember in Rome, the, the summer was so hot, most rich families in Rome had second homes in Rome by the ocean, Pompeii, or at a, a Herculaneum, these were ocean, like they were like resort cities, I guess you call them today. But out of nowhere, after all this fun they were having, all this immorality they were having, the vault God unleashed that volcano and killed all the people. Got a very few people escaped. If you go and take a tour right now, which we didn't have time, you'll see the devastation of that volcano from the other side. It came all the way over there. Multiple. So I'm saying, there's is there anywhere safe? No, ain't nowhere going because mm -hmm. God is going to shake the four corners of the earth. He's going to shake up this earth. He's using this, I believe, is a wake up call. And watch this in Luke chapter 17, 27. 
and they ate and they drank and they married wives and it would give it a marriage until the day Noah did to the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Mm. Now there's nothing wrong with getting married. That's nothing wrong because that's biblical. There's nothing wrong with celebrating rejoicing. But then it's, are we ready for Jesus when he come back? That's all God is saying. Are we ready? Are we so consumed with the things of the world? A lot of these people, when these events happen, the first thing they want to do is call a, 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 a vigil. They want to call them one because they, they think it's, they're going to find some kind of peace in this. Well, you might find some in this. I'm not saying you won't. But like I said right now, there uh, politicians were saying all last week, we need gun legislation. We need more background check. We need to, you, they want everything out except for God. Right. You see what I'm saying? Even, Let, even it, it, mental health. And mental health is a real it, thing. It is. It, it is, is a real yes, thing. Yes, it is. a thing, too. Yeah. And I'm going to say this to any Christian that maybe doesn't believe in or doesn't trust medicine. God, medicine isn't annoying from God. I don't it know is. if the person is saved or not. Medicine, medications, and every other thing. So we do need our mental health uh, resources. We need to use them. We need to keep an eye out for people. We know this violence is going to continue, but we don't want anybody that we know to be the person to pull the trigger of guns and stuff like that. Right. And so, and take care of what it's not sometimes they even pull the trigger. Sometimes people kill themselves or just fade away or or they're just in despair. So please be on the lookout. Mental health is real. It yeah, is. there's a lot of people walking around with PTSD that don't, particularly targeted. And if you if you on this call, you got PTSD because mm -hmm. when you're targeted, you're gonna be hyper vigilant. That's those are all the signs of PTSD. Um, I'm a veteran of PTSD. It was finally recognized. But it took them 40 years to, to do that. Mm -hmm. Took a long time. They said they're sorry. Okay, I'll take it. I mean, it took 40 years, but it should have come earlier. Most but the thing is. Mm -hmm. We have to do everything we can in the super and the natural to keep ourselves healthy so that we can minister the gospel and help other people. And also, like I said, a lot of people, he said, Pastor Will, I got good news. Jesus is coming. Amen. And Titus 2.13 said, let's look up for that blessed hope. And it is a glorious appearing. When will Jesus return? The Bible says he's going to plant his foot on Mount Allah. Remember when the two angels saw Jesus and they looked up as they made as he made the ascension. I believe it's Acts chapter one. The two angels said, why do you gaze up into heaven? This same Jesus who here today will return to you in the henceforth in the future. That means he is soon to return. All of the signs are coming together just like the Lord said it would happen. It is coming to pass right now. You can you you may say oh you sound like Noah I am a descendant of Noah. All of us are descendants of Noah. We better be saying, repent and prepare you the way of God, like, like John the Baptist did, because time is short right now. This is not a message to make you afraid. It's a message to inform you that Jesus is coming back. So when we hear these terrible things, we do pray for the family, but we know that God's word has to come to pass. And remember, Jesus said, in this world, you was going to have what? Trials and tribulations. But if you endure to the end, you shall be and saved like and said, rejoice. We're, gonna, we're just going to be afraid. We're not no, looking at this. No. People say, well, oh, this is too much doom. It's yeah. doom if you're not saved. Yeah, right. then you need to be afraid, be very right. afraid. But when you're saved, you don't like seeing all these things. Who no, does? Any no. decent person does not like. But one thing you can be happy about is that when you see these things happening, he said his coming is near. Yeah. That is what we're talking about. Being glad his coming, not being glad all the things that are happening badly, but being glad when we see these things. This lady said, 
I'm sad to see these things, but in a way, it gives me hope that we know what we're we're a certain part of God's prophetic calendar. And also, too, now a lot of people say we need legislation. I'm all for that. You want to put more? You can have all the legislation to choke on them. That's fine. There's nothing wrong. But and I think it's a good thing in the natural. But what they don't understand one thing: if you go to a lot of the little boutique places around Christmas time. In Germany or in Italy, these old villages that go back 1,200, 2,000 years, they don't have a lot of malls in Europe like they have in the United States. But there was a man over there took a, 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 a truck, one of these box trucks, like a UPS truck, not a UPS truck, and he ran it and he gun, he ran down almost what six to ten people he killed with that with a vehicle that happened that happened in New York City with a U, it was a it was a, a it was a Home Depot truck. So what are you, you going to legislate cars and trucks and that? Let me tell you something. What is going on is we're dealing with principality. We're dealing with familiar spirits. Familiar spirits are demons that get in people's minds and make them start speaking to them and start telling to kill people that this is God. That's not God. Being called familiar spirits in Revelation. And some of that, as you know, is, is also programming. So... We, we want to recognize that, too. We don't understand it as much as you all do, but we understand that some of these people, you can see that they were programmed to do it. They, like, I don't, they said, what do it? I don't know. And some of them come to their senses after it happened and say, well, something just happened. Because some of that stuff is programming, mental illness, familiar spirits. It's a, a combination of things. But all we know is the whole source of all of that is Satan. Right. And I'm going to tell you one thing. A lot of people say, well, you may not understand. Let me tell you something. I had somebody in my family was killed three days before Christmas. And we were planning We were planning a Christmas dinner. Right? Three days. They were gunned down. Matter of fact, I was the last one to see that person. Helping them bring in some grocery bags. And they were killed on a job, just doing a job. It was a robbery around Christmas time. So I know what it felt. It felt like a dark cloud had came over my family. Nobody even thought about Christmas no more. It was just the shock of death, the sting of death like that. And you know, we used to play a game when we were kids. Me and my little friends, we used to play a game, ready, high go see, ready or not, here I come. Because that's how death strikes sometimes, just like that. Or Jesus may say, ready or not, here I come. And you may not know the hour. This is this normal is not coming back, but Jesus is coming back. So I'm telling the good news. One day it said the lion gonna lay down with the woman. <laughs> and we will what? The Dr. King said we will study war no, no more. more. And my Bible say, oh, what a great day it's gonna be when the great and terrible day of the Lord come to pass. Because it's going to be great for us. There's going to be no more tears, no more sorrow, no more death. There's no there's no cemeteries in heaven. There are no hospitals because you're going to have a glorified body. Jesus said, raised from corruptible to raised in glory, raised in corruptible, raised in honor. And He said, if you if you if you suffer with me, you, you shall reign yes, with me. Amen. And He said, if you hold on hold and on. you be like Noah. Noah is the example of what to do when the tide and everything turns. Stand firm on this gospel. We got an unfinished work that we got to finish. Now I said I, we've been telling you for an hour about Jesus is here to come back. But we got an unfinished work that has to be done before the time run out. And that is to tell everybody you get your hands on, baptize them. And then he said, go and preach this gospel. 
to every creature baptizing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Because when they come back, and let me tell you, there's going to be a whole lot of people with a lot of excuses. But I got a funny feeling that God is not going to be in a, in a, in a he ain't going to tolerate excuses. Mm -hmm. He's going to say, I'm separating the sheep from the goats. I'm separating the darkness from the light. And the ones that are children of light, I don't care what race they are. They called on my name and they got saved. They're going to go home to be with me. Think about this. We'll be caught up to meet them in a moment of a twinkle of an eye, along with the Holy Ghost. And when you talk about that separation, there's going to be no more neutral. Hmm. There's not going to be no more lukewarm Christians even. It's no not going to be like, either. well, I'm a Christian, but I, it don't take all that. Yeah. Okay, go with the you folks on the goat side then. Nice. Because on the sheep side, we proclaiming Jesus with all our might. Yes, because yes. all the neutral people... Yeah. There's not going to be no neutral lab. Mm -hmm. It's like something's going to open up like a like a ditch, and you're either going to have to jump on the, the sheep or the goat side. And the sheep side are people like Noah and like John the Baptist mm -hmm. and like all, even like that little man in the earthquake because they're crying out to, for people to listen. Right. The other people may be like, oh, these fanatics. Uh, all I want to do is just read my Bible and go to church on Sunday. I'm tired of him. Well, then get tired then right. because we'll be looking down saying bye-bye when our Lord come in the clouds, and then they'll be down there on the earth saying, what? Them crazy people, they, they tell the truth. And what I'm talking about this right now is that when Jesus come back, it will he's not going to wait. He's not going to be patient. He is going to snatch the church away in a moment of a twist. A lot of people thought it was impossible to bring the children of Israel, Exodus, out of Egypt. Well, God did that. He opened up the Red Sea, so it would be nothing for him to open up the sky. <laughs> that won't be nothing. He gave the command and it will happen with his only his appearance will cause that to happen. You know, that's a mighty God that we serve. But I'm telling you right now, be ready, because when we go home to be with Jesus, it's bye bye old world. They can have this world. You can have my car, my house. Everything. I wish you the best, because let me tell you something. The greatest war, World War Three, is getting ready to happen soon. You got, you got what we are more weapons in the world than we've ever, and these are not weapons like World War II. These are weapons that wipe out millions of people in just a short minute of time. You hold on to Jesus, give your life to him and serve him. Right? Don't worry about what's so, so much going on in the world. Now, I keep track of these things, but I look at it to see, not out of fear, but I look at it with faith saying, that's another prophecy that Jesus said is coming to pass. So I'm looking for God's word to be complete, fulfilled, which is constantly being done. And I realize that he's closer than ever. Boy, I tell you something, this, this is some exciting times we live in right now. Because Jesus said it was prophets and priests, which they we was alive to see what we are seeing here this day. If they were here to see this, they would realize we may not even see a funeral. We may not even see a home going. That's how close it is. I mean, you can you you remember the old Star Trek? Because I take that every week. Call beam me up, Jesus. Beam me up. I'm out of here. You can have this whole world. You can have all the money and gold you want in this world. But if you the world is turned upside down, it ain't gonna mean nothing. You can have a bunch of stuff and they They're gonna be throwing Ezekiel. They're gonna throw their gold and silver streets. They didn't profit me nothing. I should have saw Christ. God bless you. That's all we have to say. The new normal is not coming back. And let me tell you who is the king of kings <laughs> and the Lord of lords. He Beth said in Rich. Romans, Revelation chapter 1 and 7, I'm coming in the clouds and every, every eye, eye should every be eye. the son of man and great and great Lord and those who even pierced them inside. So I'll look up from their grave and said, 
He is truly the Son of God. Amen. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. 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 Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.